thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you this morning. We exalt you. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we magnify you. Because you are Lord and you are Lord alone. And I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the Holy Spirit this morning. Thank you, God, that I see Ginger on here. And I've been, uh, you've had me praying for her. Ginger, I need you to call. Excuse me. Ginger, I need you to call into the Blog Talk Radio. And we're going to pray for you this morning. You and um, anybody else on here. I I, I have a message. It's kind of like... well, I know God got you on this line this morning, so call over to the blog talk. Give me the last four. Give me the last four of your number. I'm so happy to see you because I've really been praying for you. I didn't know what the problem was, or but I knew you had a problem. Thank God I see you this morning so we can pray for you. Give me the last four. Did you get those emails I sent you? Five, six, seven, seven. Yes or no? Did you get the emails I sent you? Headliners, I think uh, it'd be a good idea that uh, you let me know your phone number, phone numbers and addresses. Because now God is having me Pray for some of you individually, and I don't know how to reach you. I don't know how to contact you. So why don't you all send Jessica your name, address, email, and um, telephone number? Because I'm telling you, God is doing something marvelous. Ginger, I think I need to, um, you dial over there. I'm going to go through this word. I need to get this word in you. And then uh, when I see you over there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click you on and pray for you. I'm going over to the blog talk now. Thank God for Ginger, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You see, brothers and sisters, God has used one person to, to bring about a move, a wave, or bring about healing to many. So if you're having difficulties, why don't you just get in on this <clears throat> and receive healing this morning so you can get back into ease. Remember I told you that, that this whole um, virus thing is to take you out of ease and put you into unease. But we're going to rebuke unease and get you back into ease because the devil is a liar and he's a big one he's a big liar amen so um,
transferred anything on you this morning or if Satan is rising up against you this morning. I'm here to tell you, deliverance has come. It's here right now.
Ginger, are you on here? Yes. Okay. I need you to sit through this message, okay? And God okay. is going to heal you. God is going to heal you because uh-huh. I've been looking for you. But where were you? <clears throat> I've been searching for I've been you. Listening. For- I just, I, I've been fighting, <laughs> fighting the <laughs> devil. But I've been, I haven't been too bad, but it's just worse yesterday and last night. Okay, okay. And you know what happened? This is what got what did what, what happened is I've been praying for you and last night, I mean yesterday, um I found some of my old stuff. I keep finding some of my old stuff, but um it's good. It's good because it's a wake up. It's a wake up. So I want you to listen to this and at the end of this I'm gonna pray with you and God is gonna heal you, all right? All right. <clears throat> okay. I'm gonna leave your mic open. Okay. So I can hear you. So I can hear you breathing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, I want I want you if you sit this morning, I want you to get healed along with Ginger. This is a message I'm gonna go. It, 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 you must listen, but the, the thing is that um, God gave it back to me yesterday, like a like a refreshing. So here it is, Satan and demons are challenging the faith of spirit-filled believers today, just as they have done to God's people throughout time, as it is recorded in the Word of God, the Holy Bible. Satan and his demonic hosts are engaging in a relentless pursuit with an aggressive assault of works to defile and in an attempt to steal souls back to himself by the weakening of the faith of spirit-filled believers. Your faith must begin now to be purposeful, unwavering, and resolute that absolutely nothing can remove you from your position in Christ Jesus. You must become even stronger in your faith, steadfast and bigger than ever before, with you understanding and beginning to exercise your power over all the power of the enemy, knowing that nothing shall or can by any means harm you. You must become, post this in the chat room, godly stubborn, Godly loyal and godly committed. Amen. I said, you must become godly stubborn, godly loyal, and godly committed to using your faith in God. Through the word of God, you must exercise powerful faith towards the principalities, the demons, the devil powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places because you know that they are powerless to remove you from the protection, love, blessing, grace, authority, and the greatest power of all, the power of God flowing out of you. You must become stronger in your faith, resolute, trusting, and knowing 
that absolutely nothing can remove you from your position in Christ Jesus. You must become even stronger in your own faith. Because you see, you had from the very beginning a measure of faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. You must become even stronger in your own faith, because the fruit of faith has been nurtured to grow by God within you. Galatians 5 and 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Because once you take that measure and put it together with that fruit, and that fruit begins to grow, it grows into the gift of faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 6, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy, according to the proportion of faith. So you got a measure of faith. You got the fruit of faith going, and then you got the gift of faith. 1 Corinthians 12 and 9, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gift of healing by the same spirit. 1 Corinthians 13, 2, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Ephesians 2 and 8, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. And last, but certainly not least, brothers and sisters, once you take that measure and that fruit begins to grow, and then God drops that gift onto you, what happens then, brothers and sisters? You are moving in, you are living in the God kind of faith, which is found in Mark eleven twenty two. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. So you have to have that faith in God. And that faith in God has to be to the point where you know that the principalities, that the demons, that the devils, that the powers, and that the spiritual weakness in high places can never remove you, take away from you, or steal from you anything that God has ever given you or that God has put you over in creation that he has made. Jesus has been made head of the church by God. You have been made head over Satan by God through Jesus. The principalities, demons, devils, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places, anything and everything that Satan, his demonic host, or his human followers have brothers and sisters, has been placed under your feet. Satan was past tense defeated by Jesus, past tense defeated by Jesus through you and I, and now, now, and future tense defeated, period. That's the end of it. Lucifer, Satan, principalities, demons, devils, powers, spiritual wickedness in the high places are all facing imminent eternal defeat. You have been exalted by God, your father, Jesus, his son, and God's own Holy Spirit. 
You have been exalted with his sovereign and supreme power living and alive within you. You see, the operation of demons is a subject about which many believers have been misinformed. Demons come against believers as well as against unbelievers. However, the operation of demons is different in a spirit-filled believer's life than in an unbeliever's life. Contrary to what some believe, only an unbeliever, whether Christian or not, can be totally possessed by a demon against their will. The born-again believer is supposed to be possessed by God's own Holy Spirit, which is God himself, and therefore light and darkness cannot and will not dwell together. But please understand, Christians can be possessed by anything they choose, and they can likewise be oppressed by anything they choose to hang on to. A believer can be oppressed in body or in soul. In oppressing God's children, Satan not only seeks to get them to believe that God doesn't love them, but also tries to fill their minds with thoughts of doubt about the power that God has to deliver them from all of their enemies, including sin, sickness, and disease. But we must not be deceived. Oppression is not evidencing that God is weak or that God lacks love for us. Rather, it is proof that the devil is defeated. You must realize that the devil and his demons do harm to those who are godly because the godly pose a threat to their way of life and because Satan and demons feel threatened in this way. That means that they are fearful of something. What are they fearful of, brothers and sisters? God. Their fear of God is proof that they cannot be greater than God. And because no one is greater than God, we know for sure that what God has told us about Satan, devils, demons, and all evil will surely come to pass. We do not want to forget that Jesus made Satan's defeat known when he said it is finished in John chapter 19, verse 30. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said it is finished. And Jesus bowed his head and gave up the ghost. When God finally does cast Satan into the lake of fire to destroy him, it won't be because God feels threatened by him. For by then, Satan would have had plenty of time to try to prove his point but failed. Rather, it will be because Satan's time has run out. At this point, we will all see that love has triumphed over evil, and Satan will never be able to hurt or devise harm to a child of God again. Jesus demonstrated the love God has for us. In Luke 13, 16, Jesus said, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? 
brothers and sisters, you cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and the world. The fact that this woman was referred to as a daughter of Abraham indicates that she was a child of God and a believer. She was oppressed for 18 years until she learned the truth that she no longer needed to be oppressed in her body by the power of the enemy. There are many believers today who are oppressed by indwelling demons, which keep them from enjoying life in the fullness of Jesus Christ through the power of God's Holy Spirit by yielding to various lusts, thus allowing their sin nature to control them rather than the spirit of God. If they continue to do that, Satan will succeed in making their lives miserable and he will be able to disconnect them from their faith in God. If any believer continually gives in to the nature of the flesh and sin without any ability to stop, Demons are already involved. We're living in a day when there will be an increase in lying signs and wonders. Satan also imitates the signs, wonders, and miracles performed by God. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 24, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and they shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. One of Satan's plans is to deceive the elect, born-again, spirit-filled believers. In 1 Timothy 4 and 1, we are given a warning. Now, the Spirit speaks especially that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Brothers and sisters, I, I, wanna, I want to um, continue on with this message, and I want to see, um, I want to see Ginger Hill this morning. And I want you to take heed to this message this morning, because I've been praying for Ginger and, and, and what usually happens is because I'm praying for somebody and then God will give me a message. But this message is for all of us. This message is for every born-again, spirit-filled, blood-bought, blood-redeemed believer. Okay? Because in 1 Timothy 4 and 1, that's where it says, The Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to the seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. It is vital, especially now, for all of you spirit-filled believers to be grounded in the word of God. We have been given the word of God and the power of God's own Holy Spirit to overcome the flesh when necessary. We have also been given authority to rebuke and stop demons and demonic activity and to cast those demons out, even the devil's spirits are subject unto us. Those, this 
It's what God gave me when he sent me out. This is part of the banner, the anointing that I minister under. And this is the name of my book. Also, spirits are subject unto you. And the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the devil's spirits are subject unto us through thy name. And you know what Jesus said? He said, behold, he said, I watched Satan. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He said, but look here. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You see, brothers and sisters, the word for devils means demons. And the word for power literally means authority and power. In this passage, Jesus is explaining what a believer's attitude should be toward Satan and his demons. The 70 who returned were overjoyed with the fact that the demons were subject to them in the name of Jesus, even though they had probably seen many people saved and even some who were healed, but they were most excited about casting out demons. Jesus is trying to teach them what is of greater significance. Every believer has been been given the authority to cast out devils. Jesus said it. I give unto you power, authority, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus gave this power, this authority, to every born-again, spirit-filled believer. Give me this one. This message is for the believers. When the 70 came to Jesus, they weren't only surprised that the demons were subject to them, but look at here, they had pride about it. But Jesus directed them away from that pride toward what their attitude should be toward Satan and his demons. Jesus' response to the 70 is interesting. The 70 are overjoyed about the demons being subject to them. And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. What was Jesus' point? He wanted the 70 to realize the fact that in dealing with Satan and his works, that they were dealing with a fallen creature from a fallen position. Lucifer fell long before Jesus Christ came to earth as humanity and long before the creation of Adam and Eve. Satan tried to exalt himself above the throne of God, and as a result, he was cast out of heaven. Jesus told the 70, I saw Satan being cast out of heaven. It was like lightning. It happened very quickly, and the entire universe saw it happen. When Lucifer was cast out of heaven, it was not done behind the scenes. Lucifer fell and has not risen since. 
He was cast out of heaven, never to be exalted back to his original position. Jesus wanted the 70 to realize they were dealing with a fallen being. The first attitude of a believer towards Satan and his demons should be the realization that they are under our feet. Notice, Jesus said, I give unto you authority. The authority we possess as believers has been given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. The very ability to cast out demons comes from Jesus and not from any ability we possess. Even the 70 acknowledged they could only cast out demons in the name of the Lord Jesus. By physical birth, by physical birth, the believer is below the level of angels. But the moment we become born again, we become above the level of angels by position. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man, that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Psalms 8, 3-6. Man was created below the level of angels, but exalted above the level of angels. I know. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were below the level of angels by creation, but above them by position. Since Lucifer is a fallen angel, by creation he is superior to us. But because and through the new birth, when you became born again, we have been restored to the original position in which Adam stood in before the fall. Jesus was trying to explain to the 70 that the same authority given to Adam and Eve in the garden has been given to the saints. Satan is not an exalted creature. He is a creature of the ground. At one time he was exalted, but since the time he was cast from heaven, he has become a creature of the ground. The earth is his domain. The atmosphere around the earth is the domain of demons, but they do not rule the universe. God does. They have temporary access to heaven, but they have no authority or power there. They can access heaven to accuse the brethren, us believers, but Satan's domain, brothers and sisters, is in the earth. Satan is fallen. You, me, us believers, the believer is not. We used to be fallen, but now we have been exalted. The opposite is true for Satan. Satan was exalted, but now he is a fallen being. Listen, everything Lucifer wanted has been given to you and I, the believer, an inferior creature. That's why he's so mad. One day, as inferior creatures, we will receive a resurrection body. 
that will be superior, I say, one day as inferior creatures, we will receive a resurrection body that will be superior to that of angels. But until that time, we are creatures below the level of angels. Jesus told the 70, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Brothers and sisters, nothing means anything. God has designed that we come through every trouble, trial, and tribulation successfully. God never promised we would not have problems. Instead, he said we would be able to tread on those problems. Jesus said to the 70 in Luke 17, 20, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Jesus was trying to get them to understand that it should not be a big thing that demons were subject to them because as believers, they had been exalted and the demons had been demoted. Jesus had given them power to tread on them. Demons are under the feet of the church of Jesus Christ. Demons are under the feet of the believer. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 21 through 23 says, Jesus has been exalted far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Believers, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Brothers and sisters, far above, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And God had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Jesus wanted the 70 to rejoice in the fact that their names were written in heaven, not over the fact that demons were subject to them. Every believer's name is written in the book of life. Hear me this morning. Satan's name is not. Every believer will spend eternity with God. Satan will not. You see, there are three falls of Satan. Two have already occurred, and one is yet to come. But all three are mentioned in this passage from Luke chapter 10. In verse 18, Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Satan's first fall occurred before the world as we know it today began. The second fall is found in verse 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Satan fell a second time when Jesus gained dominion 
over him at the cross. Satan's third fall will occur in the future, but it is found in verse 20. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Satan, his devils, his demons, witches will never share eternity with God. But your name, my name, our name are written in heaven. His is not. Understand this this morning. Satan is operating from a lost position. Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did is weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. This passage explains a time long before Adam and the garden because it preceded Lucifer being referred to as Satan, the name of his fallen state. Lucifer means light bearer. Lucifer was never created as the light. He was created to be a bearer of the light. He is called son of the morning. The word son means offspring. The word morning is a reference to Jesus. Lucifer was created by the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 12 says, how art thou cut down to the ground? Lucifer's position has never changed from the time he was cast out of heaven and hit the ground. He has been on the ground since that time. You know, um, Ezekiel 28, 13 through 16, at the end of it, it says, I was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created, till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. This passage says every precious stone was Lucifer's covering. In other words, Lucifer was entrusted with all the riches of the earth. When Lucifer fell, his position was given to Adam. When Adam failed, God sent the last Adam, Jesus Christ, and reinstated born-again believers into the position that Adam once held. Satan hates Christians, especially believers. We walk in everything he was supposed to walk in, and it has been accomplished by the word, hallelujah, and the finished work of the cross of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Lucifer was given reign over music, but now that anointing has been transferred back. Believers need to stop comparing Satan to a Goliath that they need to slay. He's already been defeated. He is under our feet 
He has lost his power. He has lost his authority. Authority. Lucifer held a position, rebelled, and lost his position. God created man to hold the position that Lucifer once held. Then through deception, Satan took back his position in the earth. But where the first Adam fell, hallelujah, the last Adam succeeded. Through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the born-again believer has been reinstated to the position of authority he once held. In the second fall of Satan, he lost his authority. The authority Satan operated in before the cross was stolen authority. He stole that authority from Adam and Eve. He deceived them and took it from them. But glory be to God, Jesus took back that authority legally. No deception was involved. The scripture says in Luke <coughs> chapter 11, verses 20 and 22, but if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. With a strong man armed, keepeth his palace. His goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him his armor wherein he trusted and divided his spoil. Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 22. God's intention has been for the believer to rule over Satan, not, please post this in the chat room, not for the church to wait for Jesus to rule over Satan. This passage says, but if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, you see, it must be pretty demeaning to the devil to say, I cast out devils with the finger of God. You know why, brothers and sisters? The finger of God represents the least amount of power God has. Some believers think they got to fast two weeks before they can cast out the devil. God used his hands to create the earth. God used his arm to redeem us. But we must remember, it only requires the finger of God to cast out a demon. Jesus is telling the 70, <clears throat> the time for every believer to cast out demons has come. Jesus is saying, anyone who accepts me can operate in this power, the finger power of God. Satan was the strong spirit. He's not a man. Satan was the strong spirit who had his house well armed and protected. But Satan met one stronger than he, verse 21 says. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divided his fault. The strong, strong man is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the stronger man overcame him. This is the ascension and the resurrection. Jesus took all of Satan's armor and divided the spoil. Today, we have the armor. Satan does not. You 
are the stronger man because Satan is not a man. We have the authority. We have the weapons. Satan does not. You probably think, well, I thought he went about as a roaring lion. That's right. As a roaring lion. He's not a lion either. All he has is deception. He is called the deceiver of the brethren. One day soon, when Satan is exposed for who he really is, the Bible says we'll say, is this the one that deceived us all these years? Is this the one who caused the nations to tremble in fear? Jesus wants us to live in the reality that Satan was stripped completely. Jesus went to the cross to deliver us. Jesus rose in triumph. Jesus foiled Satan. And Jesus gave us the spoil. The good news is, Jesus did not take the spoils with him to heaven. Can about three or four people post that? Jesus did not take the spoils with him to heaven. Isaiah 53 and 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he had poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus divided the spoil among the strong ones being referred to in Isaiah 53. And we are, you are, I am, spirit-filled, blood-bought, blood-redeemed believers are the strong ones. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 to 15, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, as he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. That would be Colossians 2, 13 through 15. You see, we were spiritually dead, but God made us alive and raised us up with his son, Jesus. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances is the law we were under, the law we could never keep. The law, hallelujah, Jesus took out of the way and nailed it to the cross. You see, the word spoiled means to disarm and to take everything away from someone in which they trusted. Having spoiled not only means taking their weapons, it also means taking their treasure, their wives, their children, and anything in which a person trusted, and to strip them of them completely naked. Jesus made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Jesus completely disarmed Satan and gave us the weapons. Jesus 
brothers and sisters, gave us the weapons. Jesus disarmed Satan. Satan is out there yelling, trying to overpower our thoughts with his lies, but he has no weapons because the weapons have been given to the believer. Our weapon, the word of God, the sword of the spirit, brothers and sisters, the Bible is not just black and red words on a white page. The sword of the spirit is the spoken word of God, the life-given, life-empowered, coming alive, rhema, word of God. And that's why speaking the word of God is so powerful. Other weapons that have been given, the blood of Jesus, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. But just because we've been given all these weapons, it does not mean that Satan does not attack. There are times when the attacks of the enemy, <coughs> excuse me, thank you, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. There are times when the attacks of the enemy can last for quite a while. But Ephesians 6, 13, 14 says, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. We are winners. Satan has been cast out of heaven. The reason we are winners is because when Jesus went to the cross, he stripped Satan of his authority. John 12, 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. John 12, 31. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Just as Satan was cast out of heaven, he has also been cast out of his domain of authority. Hebrews 2.14. The future fall of Satan is found in Revelation chapter 20, verse 2 and 3. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him up a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Brothers and sisters, the future fall of Satan is yet to come. We walk in the spoils of the war that Jesus has already won through the cross. Satan has been cast out of heaven and stripped of his authority. But the future fall of Satan is the best yet because Satan will completely lose his freedom. He will be chained and incarcerated forever in the lake of fire. Revelation makes noticeably clear 
who Lucifer is the dragon, the old serpent, the devil, and Satan. Satan will be bound in the bottomless pit for a thousand years during the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. After a thousand years has passed, he will be loose for a short time. But verse 10 describes Satan's destination. He will be tormented day and night forever. <coughs> and ever. In the lake of fire and brimstone. Jesus exhorted the 70. <coughs> Do not rejoice. Because the devil's spirits are subject to you. Rejoice. Because your names are written in heaven. What was Jesus' point? Our names are written in heaven. The devil's is not. The next time Satan comes to harass you and tries to convince you that you're losing everything God has ever given you, maybe you ought to remind him that you will be in heaven forever and ever, and he won't. Satan pursued Jesus, wanted to exalt himself above Jesus and lost. Jesus pursued you and me, and won. Our future is eternity in heaven. Satan's future is eternity in the lake of fire forever. Everything we have goes back to Jesus. Satan was thrown out of heaven by the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil lost his authority because of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And one day very soon, he will completely lose his freedom to roam, to accuse the brethren, and to do what he wants to do in this earth. Brothers and sisters, we have been exalted because of the work of Jesus Christ. We have been placed in a position of authority over Satan because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we will rule and reign in heaven forever because of the finished work of the cross by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You got to see Satan for who he really is. And when you do, it should completely change your attitude about spirit warfare. There is a truth to spiritual warfare. And that truth is, you must understand that you are dealing with a defeated spirit. And you have to quicken who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature <clears throat> the children of wrath, even as others. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. To sum it all up, hear me this morning. Where Satan is now, we used to be. Where we are now is where Satan used to be. 
in every case, things have been completely turned around. Where Satan once was, we now stand, all because of the finished work of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the cross. In times past, you were dead. Before you were born again, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The same spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. The children of disobedience are sinners because you are no longer a sinner. You are no longer under the authority of Satan. Since you have been born again, Satan no longer controls you. All he can use against you is lies and deception. He wants you to continue to be tricked. He wants you to believe he is in control, but he is not. You see, one day you were promoted. And since that time, you have been placed in a position just under the boss himself, Jesus Christ. No longer are you an unbeliever. You now put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and he has quickened you and released you from Satan's control forever. Hear me this morning. You have already won. The first time you were set free from Satan's control was when you were born again. The next time you were set free from Satan's control was when you began to grow in the knowledge of the word of God. You see, brothers and sisters, it's sad. The body of Christ is divided into two groups, the believer and the unbeliever. Believers who know the word of God realize Satan has no longer any authority over them. Unbelievers who are ignorant of the word of God often believe that Satan has control over their lives through sickness, disease, torment, misery, poverty, lack, and deprivation. But the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This verse defines spiritual warfare, which in reality is spirit warfare. And it makes it sound like you enter into the ring and go round and round. And if you haven't practiced fighting, Satan will knock you out. But I want to expound on what the verses preceding this verse tell us. Satan has never won about yet. You have been going against Satan like the heavyweight champion of the world, going against a guy that has not won a match in years. The deck is stacked. You can go into the ring knowing you have already won. And the one you're fighting against has never won a match 
knowing that Jesus knocked him out centuries ago. Jesus defeated Satan at the cross. And since that time, the church, through the spirit-filled believer, has had authority over him. You may be thinking, it sure seems like Satan beats Christians every day. The truth is, those Christians went into the ring not knowing they were already conquered. In Colossians, Paul the Apostle identified something especially important that happened at the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. He said in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. You see, not only were we made alive in Christ Jesus, but Satan was also disarmed and defeated. His defeat is not pending, nor is it future for the believer. It has already happened. God has delivered us through Jesus. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness? and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Colossians 1.13. Delivered is past tense. Even more, the Greek tense means delivered once and for all. So you could read this verse like this. Who has once and for all delivered us from the power of darkness, and has translated us once and for all into the kingdom of his dear son. You now belong to the kingdom of God. Belonging to the kingdom of God. You stand now victorious over the kingdom of Satan. Before the wrestling match ever begins, you won. You won through Christ, and you won through the knowledge of who you are in Christ Jesus. But you're probably thinking, <clears throat> but if Satan is already disarmed, why don't we experience more victory in our lives? In a word, the lie. The lie is why. Satan roams around like a hungry lion, looking and sounding ferocious. In reality, his teeth have been removed, and he has been declawed. But if he can deceive you into continuing to believe that he can control you through ignorance of his actions, fear, or control you through his demons, then he is accomplishing his mission. I want to tell you something this morning. Jesus has overcome the world, and you and I have been blessed beyond measure because of that. However, you must be, you've got to be, in your own spirit, in your own soul, and in your own body. You've got to line up. <clears throat> 
with Romans chapter 8, verse 39. I mean, Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The key to a life of overcoming victory over Satan and his demons is to be stronger in your faith, knowing that the principalities, demons, devils, powers, spiritual weakness in high places can never remove, can never take away. They can never steal from you anything that God has ever given you. They can never take, steal, remove anything that God has put you over in creation. Nothing can they take from you that God has ever made. Brothers and sisters, you must become stronger in your faith. You must become a believer. You must believe the word of God. You see, you become stronger in your faith knowing that the principalities, demons, devil, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places can never, never separate you from anything that God has made, anything that God has said is available to you. You become stronger and stronger in your faith as you accept and receive the truth. That everything here upon this earth is powerless to remove you from the love of God or any position that you have in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and any position that God has placed you in in creation. You see, please post this somebody. Jesus has been made head of the church and you have been made head over Satan. I said, Jesus has been made head of the church, and you have been made head over Satan. Anything Satan has, everything Satan has, has been placed under your feet. Satan is past tense defeated, present tense defeated. And future tense facing imminent defeat. And in every case, you have been exalted. Jesus has conferred his authority onto you and I to demonstrate to the kingdom of darkness who is really in control in this world. Question How are you doing? And making Christ's victory known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places and on earth. God is saying to you today, I've done all I'm going to do. I defeated and disarmed Satan at the cross. I conferred all authority and power on you in my son, Jesus Christ. 
Now open your eyes. Realize who you are. Start demonstrating the authority and the power that you already possess. To bring light, to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery, which were ages, has been hidden in God, who created all things, in order that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance brother and sister, with the eternal purpose which he carries about in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the reminder. Thank you for the wake-up call this morning. Your word is truth. Ginger, are you still here? Yes. Lay your hand uh-huh, on your throat. Take your whole open hand. Put it across your chest, your lungs. And let your fingers touch your throat. That finger next to your thumb, let that touch your throat. And put your thumb over your breast. So your little finger will be touching your other breast. So you have your whole heart and your whole chest covered. You with me? Okay. Say, Jesus. Jesus. I heard your word. I heard your word. Your anointing is in me. Your anointing is in me. Right behind my hand. Right behind my hand. You, you, Ginger, say, Satan, the Lord God rebuke you. Satan, the Lord God rebuke you. I have power over you. I have power over you. I have anointing over you. I have anointing over you. You are defeated. You are defeated. Whatever opening. Whatever opening. Allowed you to get in my chest and my lungs. Allowed you to get in my chest and my lungs. By the authority of Jesus Christ. By the authority of Jesus Christ. Get out. Get out. Make it go. Go. Pop it out. Go. I know it's not going to hurt you. Go. Get out. Get out. <laughs> All transference of spirit. Go. Get out. Go. Get out. Go. Get out. Lose her chest. Get out! Go! Right now! All the way out! Every germ, virus, bacteria, come under subjection to the name of Jesus. I bind you up! Go! Get out! Get out! Go! Get out of that body! Loose that flesh this morning! Get out! Go! You have to go. Complete and come out of her stomach. Come out of her stomach. 
get out. <laughs> I break the spirit of pain. Go. I terminate this assignment. Go. I command every lying spirit. Go. Get out. In the name of Jesus. <coughs> All the way out. All the way out. Come out of the mucous membrane. Come out of the lungs. Go! Get out of her lungs. Get out. It's going, Ginger. It's going. Go! Get out. Get out of her kidneys. Go! Lift your bladder. Go! <coughs> Get out! <coughs> Spirit of dis-ease. Go! Get out! Get out! <coughs> Go, dis-ease, in the name of Jesus. <coughs> I terminate every witchcraft assignment through... Oh, boy. Go! Get out! Get out. And, Lord God, I command that thing to come up out of her feet, come out of her toes, come out of under the soles of her feet, come out of her ankles. Go! Get off the top of her feet. Go! Get out. Get out! I command that swelling to go down in the name of Jesus. Go! Get out. Get out. Get out. Oh, I thank you, Father God, that her blood is going to flow. There, there, there's no, I command any kind of um, blockages, swell, any, any, anything. Go! Get out the blood. <coughs> Get out the blood right now. In the name of Jesus. Get out! Get out the blood. I command all that um, stiffness and swelling in her in her fingers, hands, arms. Go! Get out. Get out! In Jesus' name. I break <coughs> the spirit of fatigue. Go, fatigue! Get out. Get out! <coughs> Witchcraft, <coughs> airway spirit, fatigue. Go! <coughs> Get out right now. <coughs> Get out of her body. In the name <coughs> of Jesus. I break that spirit that, 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 that's trying to come on her tongue or taste bud and um, through her mucous membranes in the nose. Go! <clears throat> Get out! All the way out. Get out. <clears throat> All the way out. All the way out and off that body. Up and out. Go! <clears throat> Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Father God, heal. Heal their heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Heal her veins and arteries in her heart. Thank you. Healer, especially that caused that mm-hmm. swelling. You're alive in the name of Jesus. 
Her heart is healed and whole. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank and Father God, renew her strength. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Renew her strength. Ginger, do you sing or something? Do you sing? Yeah, I, I used to all the time. I still do, but I used to, yes. <clears throat> Can you sing something? That's going to be the, the rest of your healing. Sing something. <clears throat> Get your little water. Get your little water now. Okay. Uh, or a little, uh, anointing oil is better. If you could drink a little anointing oil, it'd be better. If okay. you don't, get the water. Okay, drink a little anointing oil in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> okay, I think I'm okay. I still got a little frog or something, but, but it's going away. From the coffee. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Drink a little more oil. Um, you need to. <clears throat> Uh, thank you, Lord God, for the healing balm of Gilead going down her esophagus into her stomach. Amen, Lord. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I can't think of anything except for <laughs> Jesus loves me. <laughs> oh, that's the I best one. That. That's the best I know. one. I can always remember that. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Can you say it one more time? <clears throat> I think I can. Okay. If they can take it, I can do it. <clears throat> you can do it. Come on out. On uh, out. You heard her. You heard her. She said Jesus loves <clears throat> Get out. Get out. Get out. <clears throat> Get out. <clears throat> Get out. <clears throat> Oh, it's just catching in my throat. It's trying not to get out all the way. Come on out, all the way out, up and out, up and out, up and out in the name of Jesus. Up and out in the name of Jesus. Up and out in the name of Jesus. Get out. It's going. Oh, I think that's a little better. I think that's better. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, wait a minute. <clears throat> Go! Oh, 
Get out. Pop it out. Go. Get out. Come on out. All the way. Loose the throat. Loose the throat. Loose the throat. Get out. Come on out. What you waiting for? Go. Get out. Get out. Get out in Jesus' name. Go.
deep in the mirror to find everything that isn't right with myself. God only knows I've tried to fight it, fight it. It's just the world, the soul is crying, crying. The devil is a liar, says he can give you everything that you desire. Everything you want, but you just say it with the fire.
the joy of the Lord, it will be my strength. When the pressure is on, it's making diamonds. Oh, the joy of the Lord, it will be my strength. When the pressure is on, it's making diamonds. Oh, the joy of the Lord, it will be my strength. When the pressure is on, it's making, he's making, he's making diamonds. Making time.